you're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. Episode 17, Why Trust Working is Better Than Remote Working. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we start, I wanted to say wherever you are, I hope you are having a good day. And if you're not, please know that there is help out there. Today's podcast is talking about what I've deemed trust working and why trust working is better than remote working. But before I can explain why it's better, I thought I would explain what it is. Now, remote working itself is nothing new. It's been around for a really long time. Although I feel that it is becoming a lot more acceptable as the norm in more companies these days than maybe it was 10 years ago. It is said that remote flexible workers tend to be happier and more loyal employees. And I think that for the most part, many people would agree with that. You know, the ability to work remotely, whether you're working from home or at different locations, has shown to lower stress, improve personal relationships and provide time for hobbies, interests, you know, picking up kids if you've got children, um, undertaking sports after hours, um, even simple things like picking up the post or picking up your dry cleaning. Simple things like this that, you know, 10, even 15 years ago, earlier on, um, at least in my career, 16 years ago, I recall having really challenging conversations about being able to leave work early um, or starting late to, to do some of these things. These things were not things that were acceptable, um, or at least not in some of the places that I was working at the time. I think the same applies for many companies still today. Um, it, it's proven to work and it allows employees themselves to feel that they have more autom- autonomy over their workday and that in itself can increase their productivity. Although with anything good, along with positives, there is sometimes negatives. And the negatives that relate to remote working are not what you may think. They have to do with the culture around remote working and also what may eventuate if you do not provide enough opportunities for your teams to interact in a variety of settings. For example, People working remotely are often excluded from from office, um, you know, office collaboration and and conversation. Um, working from home can be can be good in a lot of ways, but also can be negative in some instances where you may not have the opportunity to interact with colleagues that you may see frequently. You may also find that in some situations you've had to find other ways to collaborate. These days, collaboration itself is becoming a lot easier with a lot of different tools that are out there. There's some really great tools that are being used to collaborate, whether it's um, you know Zoom or Skype or other internal office um, products. But ultimately, remote working in some organizations is still seen as a bad thing. I personally have had many experiences where either myself or colleagues have had to endure no remote working due to management teams 
or managers rather, who felt that it was completely unacceptable. And the reasons for that is often because, you know, a bad apple has spoiled the bunch. And so sometimes remote working has been seen as a bad thing because of past employees not doing the right things. Um, I think sometimes as well that there is lack of visibility around the employee's workload, their outputs and how they provide value. That is often part of the, the problem where you don't provide adequate structure around remote working to enable it to be as successful as it can be. And so without proper structure to make it successful, like anything, it's going to fail to drive the right outcomes and opportunities, right? So I think that we can't blame the employees themselves if they're not as productive as they could be. And likewise, you can't blame the managers. I think it's a matter of coming together and working out collaborative ways to make sure that there are some guardrails in place to help those that are remote working to do it more effectively. Now, I mentioned examples that um, you know have happened in my personal career, and 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 I've and I've worked in some organisations where one example where there was an absolute you know straight rule from the beginning, day one, nobody is allowed to work from home, and and the manager um, was quite clear on that. It wasn't something that was even possibly. A discussion point and I was quite surprised joining this organization to find out that remote working um, working from home which is something that wasn't acceptable it's something that I tend to ask about now when going for interviews because it, it really is an important part of being able to have that flexibility in your life to enable you to be productive at work but also have the time to do the things that you need to do outside of that and so one of these organizations, the situation was no one can work from home. And it was interesting because I only found out because I remember having to address a, a tradesperson and wasn't able to get the time to be there for, for that tradesperson. Um, it was just something that I was told I would need to take a day off for. Now, at this time, the, the manager um, of this particular organization was working off the basis of previous negative experiences that he had had. And so remote working in previous teams mustn't have worked out very well for him and therefore he created this rule. Now, in fairness to him, he also didn't work from home. So he made it a rule that worked both ways. That being said, unfortunately, a few bad apples ruined it for everyone. In another example, I also worked in another organisation where not, not just my personal experience um, from being one of the remote working employees, but actually others who had seen firsthand that their manager effectively was turning into like a little bit of a detective. You know, it's the type of behavior, really negative behavior, where the manager of, of the team tries to catch you out, um, so to speak. You know, for example making phone calls at random times, you know, pinging you on, on WhatsApp or communicator messages, trying to call you, checking when you appear online and commenting or making um, comments about that. Um, these sorts of things are really bad for the culture of your organization because effectively they undermine your employees and they can cause significant damage to the relationship you have. 
not only the relationship of an employer and an employee, but also trust that you have within your organization. The last thing you want to do is be working from home thinking, is this person checking up on me? Now, ultimately, everybody is accountable for their own behaviors. And you'd hope that if you are working from home, that you're able to do so in a way that you are being more productive and continuing to deliver on the outputs and the requirements of your role. And I think the managers need to have more faith and trust in their employees that they will do that. And unfortunately, there will be times where maybe not everybody applies the same rigor, but I think this is why we need to have some frameworks in place to enable it to be as effective as possible. Now, in Agile Management Office, a company that I've been running now for three years, and during my time running this business, I've spent so much time trialing new things from the way that we work, technologies we use, different techniques, and even remote working. Now, we've got a really small team at the moment of about 10 people. And often our team spends the majority of our time at various client sites. Other times they're attending company meetings, we may be running workshops, but sometimes, just sometimes, our team need to work from home. And see, for some of these days as well, there are times where as part of the work that some of my team do, like myself um, doing some volunteering work, you know, you need to take a morning off to go and attend a volunteering event. Um, or you need to uh, take, you know, take a, an afternoon um, and finish about, you know, an hour or two early so that you can pick up your children from school. And you need to take the time out because you've got an important appointment or you've got to get ready for a wedding or whatever the case may be. Everybody's choices around what their lifestyle is, is up to them. And, and I think sometimes organizations need to be a little bit flexible. And it's really great to see that there is an increase in that, but unfortunately not in every company. Now, as a leader and a manager of a small business and a small team, and through the use of really, really positive tools that exist in the market, which we can talk about in a later podcast about how we collaborate um, nationally and internationally with our clients and our team. But I've had to have the the foresight to build a team, a build with my team to build a model rather that can suit a variety of needs for our team, but never lose inside of our main focus. And our main focus is always our customers. So. In order to put some measures in place, our team collaboratively worked together to identify what works for them. For example, when attending client sites, we need to make sure that clients are aware of where, when we are going to be on site. And so we, we provide notifications on the weekly basis to clients so that they are aware of where we are going to be. That's really important as, a, as, a, as an executive and as an owner of this company to make sure that our clients are informed along the way. We also provide opportunities for our team to work closer to home where possible to enable them to you know, save time commuting in traffic where it makes sense. We also have enabled our team to work flexible days that can change as frequently as the weeks change. So we don't have to have set days each week although that usually provides quite a good rigor, rigidity and structure, keyword is rigidity and being very rigid in that approach 
um, is not something that works as well as it does if you allow your team to be flexible. And as long as we know where each of our team members are, which we do through our processes and procedures that we have in place, I'm really open and happy for the team to be working where they would like to be working as long as the clients are informed and their team members are informed as well. And so ultimately, as part of thinking about this, this is where the concept of trust working comes into it. Trust working to me is about providing an environment where everyone works based on trust and accountability and not monitored based on where their location is. You know, employees are part of our circle of trust and it shouldn't matter where your team is working. I, I, for example, sometimes will be working from home. Sometimes I'll be in, in a cafe. Sometimes I'll be in between meetings and might even be working in the car while waiting for a client's meeting. It shouldn't matter where your team are working as long as that they are accountable and that they are well informed of your strategic objectives. Doing so enables them to perform their roles and deliver the agreed upon results so that you can ensure that they are aligned clear on what they need to do and ultimately keeping their customers happy. I think that with this, with this model that we've put in place for our team of trust working, it means that I can be sure that our team will continue to be as transparent and honest and loyal as they have been. Because after all, without trust, what do you have? Now, I have to say through you know, my own personal experiences of seeing others who have not worked from home and been honest about it, it took me a few years to build up the confidence to introduce a model of trust working. But that is because as a manager, I've had to ensure that we've had the environment to support it. Trust working allows our team to deliver results in a way that best suits them without compromising the delivery of outcomes for your customers and you know, for our business as well. So we've been doing trust working now for three years with great success. And so in order to ensure trust working can be successful in your workplace, what are some of the top tips that I have? Well, the same rules need to apply for everyone. Every employee is treated equally and starts on a level playing field. So there's no special treatment for one employee over the other. The trust, the trust, uh, the trust model works by involving all the teams um, together and agreeing the rules up front. Then you set clear boundaries, ensuring you have some clear boundaries. For example, in our business, we have project teams that are on client sites, um, ensuring that they're there to answer questions and provide support, etc., etc. So we make sure that we have those guidelines in place for each client engagement and what their expectations are for the client as well as for our team. So that way we don't have any confusion between where the team members are or where they should be. It's important that we set those boundaries so that the team um, is aware of what the requirements are per client site. Just because we may have a lot of trust working where people are working at different locations, we do meet regularly. Whether or not the team members admit it, they actually need adequate face time. It's an opportunity to meet like-minded people. So they need to go somewhere to socialize, exchange ideas and drive outcomes with the greater team. In order to do that, we will make sure that we are either in, in our office, in, in the CBD, we will meet at a cafe, wherever it is that we are that's central at the time and actually make sure that we meet regularly. 
I think if you don't provide ample opportunities for your team to work remotely and on site together sometimes, then you face them becoming disengaged and feeling isolated. And nobody wants to feel like that. The other thing we do is make sure that there are clearly defined outcomes for our team. Your team needs to understand what organizational strategic objectives exist and how they fit into the bigger picture, how their role will support completion of these objectives and understanding what you need from them, what you expect from them. You should have all of these things already documented and so it's about socialization and helping to review them with your team on a regular basis because if they don't know what the roadmap is, how will they know if they're going to be able to achieve it? They may get easily distracted. So by providing a path with clear guardrails in place for your team, you can prevent or at least minimize distraction. Then you need to think about developing an effective model to support trust working. So how do you know if your team is delivering? Well, if you have effective, me effective measures and metrics in place, then you can assist your team in measuring performance. You just need to ensure that your organizational governance model also works for your employees. When you build a model to ensure people are accountable, they're set up for success from the beginning. And then my most important attribute for trust working is collaboration. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. This is important because getting together is critical to ensure that your team do not get bored or feel isolated. You need to try to do it as often as possible. Some people might find it helpful to meet weekly, others may run monthly sessions or fortnightly. Whatever it is that works for you to get together, exchange ideas, peer review work, elaborate on concepts, whatever it is that you do in your business. You can use daily collaboration techniques like stand-ups, check-ins, and reporting to maintain an eye on progress as you move through your days. Ultimately, trust working is about developing a solution that works for your team, so that you and your team are comfortable that you have the right model in place to support an environment where everyone works based on trust and accountability and is not monitored based on their location making sure your employees are part of that inner circle of trust and giving everybody a uh, giving everybody the same starting point trust working has done some amazing things for our business people feel happier uh, we've got parents that are a lot more um, a lot less stressed and a lot more excited to work with us because they're able to go and pick up their children from school and not have to worry we support each other so if you have situations where team members are going to be away we can make sure that we can share the load and support other team members um, in their times of need ultimately trust working is something that is absolutely imperative for our business and will be something we continue to do going forward hopefully this has been helpful for you and maybe gives you some insights for how you can introduce trust working in your team or in your organization Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I welcome any feedback as always. If you'd like us to cover off any specific topics in future or be part of an upcoming podcast, please let us know by going to www.agilemanagementoffice.com. And you can also find myself and Agile Ideas on most social media channels. Just search for Agile Management Office. I hope you've been able to learn, feel, think or be inspired today. And until next time, what's your agile idea? 
Thank you for listening. Please share or rate this if you enjoyed it.